Your Money, Your Life, Controlled by You podcast with your hosts Ashley Gowans and Jackie Hendricks. Are you tired of feeling like you're losing control? We will use our knowledge and our experience to help you gain confidence in your ability to create a secure financial future and live the life that you desire. Welcome to Your Money, Your Life, Controlled by You podcast with your host, Jackie Hendricks, and myself, Ashley Goins. Today, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about living benefits, what they are, and how you can use them. Now, a lot of people, when we get to talking about these, are like, I've never heard of them. Isn't that what my other policy covers? Well, yes and no. So we're going to differentiate between a true standalone policy and a rider on another policy. So Jackie, what do you think is the biggest piece of education on living benefits that people really need to know? Most people are familiar with the traditional insurance policy that just pays a death benefit. So your beneficiary or your heirs receive the benefits. As with living benefits, it's pretty self-explanatory. You receive the benefits while you're living. Well, how do you do that? There are several ways that it happens. Number one, you got to look at your policies. You can have them on term policies. You can have them on permanent policies, whether it's a whole life, an IUL or a UL. Okay. Just so everybody's clear. When we're talking about living benefits, what that truly covers is if you were ever diagnosed with a critical, a chronic, or a terminal illness or injury, then you can access portions of your insurance policy to be able to to offset some of the costs that you might incur due to treatments or anything like that. It's not that old type of life insurance. You don't have to just let your beneficiary be the one that benefits from you having a plan in place. This would apply to a chronic illness or a terminal illness or a critical illness or injury. The definition for a chronic illness is anything that's going to prevent you from preventing at least two of your ADLs. Now, let me break that down and tell you what the ADLs are. There are activities of daily living. This is a guideline most medical institutions use to rate where you are in your capabilities. There could be ambulatory. That's your ability to move around, walk from and change position to position. Feeding, the ability to feed yourself, dressing being able to put on and select appropriate clothing and actually being able to put it on. Personal hygiene, bathing, taking care of oneself, your hair and personal and dental hygiene. And then there are continents, you know, the ability to control your bladder and other things. And toileting, the ability to get up from the toilet. It's some place you do not want to be stuck there and being able to use it appropriately and cleaning oneself. Other things you need to take into consideration are critical illnesses that will shorten your life expectancy, like the heart attack, stroke, kidney failure. How do you qualify for these things? A lot of times the critical will shorten your life expectancy between 
six months to two years. So there's very specific criteria that the medical community are looking at to rate where you are and how to classify a disability or an illness. Then we have terminal illness. What can you share about that? Terminal illness is really when you have 12 to 24 months of life expectancy left. The major thing to point out on all of these accelerated living benefits is you cannot just go out to your carrier and say, hey, I got diagnosed with having a heart attack. Hmm. They're going to want some proof. <laughs> Not that you're now on a heart medicine because heart medicine can be for, I mean, blood pressure. You've got other medications that help offset and prevent heart attacks, strokes, and things of that sort. So medication is not enough proof for them to be able to say, okay, you qualify for an accelerated living benefit. You have to have proper documentation from a physician or someone in the medical field to be able to support your claims of having one of these conditions. With that being said, please note that you still may have to meet other qualifications depending on what the carrier suggests. They may suggest having another opinion done. They may suggest having a yearly physical. You have to maintain those qualifications in order to be able to um, receive those benefits. Your next question might be, how much am I able to access? Well, guess what? We're glad you asked. We're going to give you an example of a 20-year-old female. We're going to say she's a healthy female, non-smoker, all that good jazzy stuff. She's paying her monthly premium of $200. At age 65, Jackie, if she was diagnosed with a terminal illness, how much would she be projected to be able to receive? Now, again, like you said, projected, this is an estimation. For a terminal illness, it is projected that she would get $255,864, and that's in a lump sum. Okay, and at age 55, for a chronic illness, what is she projected to be able to get on a monthly basis? On a monthly basis, $2,761 at age 55. At age 65, it would be $5,208. Now, th this brings up a good point in comparison, the terminal, we're talking about lump sum, where on the chronic, we're talking about monthly. You can choose, and the provider will also say, we're going to do this on a monthly basis or on a lump sum. It's kind of up to the dictates of your policy. When we look at critical illness and or injury, there's four categories that that can be broken down into. It can be broken down into category one, which is generally minor, right. but it's still major enough to us to be, and to the medical profession to be considered a critical illness or injury. Two is moderate. Three is severe. And four is life-threatening. Let's look at the same instance. Let's just go with the, we're just going to go with the minor because we don't like to think about all the bad stuff. Um, let's start with minor and then we'll just go up to the life-threatening. 
So at age 55 for this same 20 year old female, what would she be looking at as category one being minor? For the category one minor at age 55 would be 136,727. Okay. And category four, which is life-threatening? 167,839. Okay. So just so everybody understands that category two and three are going to fall within that range. So we don't have to go over all the numbers. All right. Now at age 65, what would category one be projected to be? $276,884 at age 65 for the category one for critical illness or critical injury. And then category four for critical illness or injury, which is life-threatening? It would be 257,453. So again, you can see that there is a range there. Now you might be asking yourself, why at age 55 does category one, is that the lower and category four is higher, where 10 years down the road, category one at age 65 is higher than category four. And that's just due to your life expectancy. The older we get, the more we seem to fall apart. So true. (laughs) I am going to wrap myself duct tape, call it a day, try to hold everything together and up. (laughs) I am going with bubble wrap. It's softer. (laughs) You got a good point. But, you know, with these numbers, this is just a generic example we are giving you. There's a lot of variables that come into play, and that's what you have to look at. If you end up taking money out, it's going to change all your numbers. If you end up having another injury and you've taken money out, it's going to change numbers. This is just a generic situation that we've given You brought up a very interesting point about reducing numbers and about multiple critical illnesses, chronic illnesses, whatever. There's one thing that I think people need to truly understand is, let's say, for instance, you have a stroke today and you know, I'm not trying to jinx you by any means. Please don't. (laughs) (laughs) Let's not come some wood. But then six months down the road, you have a heart attack. A lot of carriers will put an an elimination period in between each of those instances where you can only claim an accelerated living benefit once per year. So it's very important to understand all of the outline of your policy details. If you use any of these riders, there's a possibility that it's going to reduce the face amount of your entire policy or possibly even eliminate that policy is going to drain it. And it definitely will affect the death benefit for your beneficiaries in the long run. We're not saying this to deter you from using it. No, that's why it's there. We're not trying to deter you from using any of your accelerated living benefits, but we want you to truly understand that if you were to use those, there could be an adverse effect in the amount that is left to your beneficiaries. She called it an accelerated living benefit where at the beginning of this, we said living benefits. And all that happens is the insurance company accelerates the benefits so you can use them while you're still living. One thing to think about is with a lot of the permanent policies, the living benefits are wrapped into the policy. There is no extra charge for it. But a lot of times there are 
with a term life policy and sometimes some of the policies, depending on the benefits that you choose, you're going to have an added charge. One thing that I really want to point out is don't rely solely upon your living benefits within a life insurance policy because we don't want it to have that adverse effect. If you're at your job, let's just say you're still employed and you have a supplemental company to come in that offers you uh, a cancer policy, an accident policy, critical illness, whatever. In my opinion, it would behoove you to truly take consideration and look at all of the, all of your options and implement as much as you can. Those supplemental policies don't pay as much as the accelerated living benefits could in your life insurance. It's an added way for you to have more security and be able to manage that debt that you might be getting ready to incur. Right. Like you said, it's an added layer of protection. Again, going back to what we started off with, you have to make sure all this is within your means, within your budget. Look at the overall picture, short-term and long-term, and what policies are going to work together best. I can talk to one agent and they're going to like, oh, you don't want any supplement. Another agent's like, buy all the supplement you can. You have to be the master of your destiny and take control. And you make the educated decisions. And that's why we're here is to help educate you about the different options that are available to you. Every person's going to be different. And what applies to me is not going to apply to you. We're going to have to look at what's best for that given situation and me personally and my family and my finances. Opinions are like oil and vinegar. Everybody's got one. And I'm being extremely nice when I say that because that's not normally my saying. You have to take somebody's opinion of a supplemental policy. You have to be able to make an educated decision based on your needs, your circumstances, the coverage amount you want, and still living within your means, making sure that you've got enough protection. We hear it every single day that, oh, I wished I would have. Oh, I wished I could have. A lot of times we run across those I wish I could have when I was healthier situations. That's the one thing we cannot do. If you've been diagnosed or if you have a chronic or critical illness, we can't roll back time and give you a policy. You have to be proactive and get these policies in place before th anything happens. We tend to be the eternal optimists. We think nothing's going to happen to us until one day we turn around and it hits us like a ton of bricks. That's, that's key is not being optimistic, not thinking that you're untouchable. Invincible. Yeah, that too. Which um, is so realistic. You know, exactly. We're, we are truly human mm -hmm. and things happen whether we want them to or not. A lot of carriers also look back so many years. So let's take cancer, for example. A lot of the carriers that we work with do a five-year look back. Now, that's not just from a five-year look back from your diagnosis date, but it can also be a five-year look back from the last time that you had 
any type of treatment or took a maintenance drug. That's huge. L- let me just say that because when I was in my late 20s, early 30s, yes, it ended up being a misdiagnosis. Thank you. Um, but I was diagnosed with both ovarian and cervical cancer. I just knew that I was done for. I had already started preparing what was going to happen to my kids, you know, making sure everything as far as the plans I already had in place were good enough. I always suggest no matter what your original primary care physician might diagnose you with, it doesn't ever hurt to get a second opinion. If I wouldn't have done that and found out that it was not truly cancer, that it was just endometriosis, I would have probably laid in a bed, soaked myself to death. So I've always been told you don't claim nothing until you know it for a fact. And we always think we do have tomorrow. And I'll give you an instance. I had a client who had been diagnosed Mm -hmm. with cancer. So we were going to wait for the waiting period to be over the five years. She's now, I'll just wait a little longer and sure as fire, it came back and we couldn't get her covered. Mm. So don't put off till tomorrow what you can do today. There is another benefit rider that you can find on some policies. And it's one you usually have to ask for or choose. Not all policies have it. It is a long-term care rider. And like I, we spoke about in the last episode, long-term care policies used to be in effect, but because of the cost, they became almost non-existent because people couldn't afford them. But here is a way people can get a benefit rider that helps protect long-term care. Whether you're in a nursing facility, a long-term care facility, assisted living, or need nursing services and care at home, because sometimes you cannot go beyond that. Always read your policies. And if you have any questions about them, always ask. Some long-term care policies might have conditions on them which activate the care policy. These are triggering events, triggering diagnosis. Again, you have to have the doctor certify or attest that yes, you do have this chronic illness. Let's go back to talking about the critical illness and critical injury for just a moment. Okay. Let's talk about something that just recently happened. It happened in front of the whole world to see. Look at DeMar Hamlin. Do you think the day that he went out on that field, that he was expecting to get hit hard enough that it was going to stop his heart? Now he's laying in a hospital bed. And I listened to one of our mentors last night that talked about he had been trying to get some other football players in our area covered just for, you know, how dangerous football can be. A lot of people think, okay, they got a helmet on. They've got a horse collar is what I've always called it around their neck. Um, They've got the pads. They've got all this protection. He said that just after that happened, there is a gentleman that lives here in our town that has two brothers that play in the NFL. He called him. He said, sir, I need coverage for my family. My brothers need protection. Philip Winton, 
and did what he needed to do. We don't mean to be harping on this, and I know it's an uncomfortable subject, but life happens. Accidents happen. That's why they're called accidents. It, it was never intentional. This young man is hurting because of it. Yeah, he's, he's laying in a hospital bed, truly fighting for his life. Even though he's an NFL player, it doesn't matter whether you're walking out into your backyard, you could slip and fall. And I'm not wishing this upon anybody, but things happen. And we need to be in a position where we're protecting ourselves, our family, and our legacy. We're not telling you guys all of this to scare you. Oh, I need to go out and get this, that, whatever. What we are doing is trying to make this real so you understand the importance of it. When you look at your policy or your plan that you have in place, think of these riders, these accelerated living benefits as kind of a a CYA plan that's built inside of your plan or policy. So we want to make sure that you cover your own A part. Uh, (laughs) I have been really doing good. But we told everybody they're going to get the unfiltered truth. Cover your own ass, period. You cover your your house. You cover your cell phone. Some people love their pets enough to, to have insurance on them. We've got people out here that will insure their hands. Think of how many football players, basketball players, hand models have their hands insured. Their hair is insured. Mm-hmm. If you can find a body part to insure, I'm sure somebody out in this world has it insured. Well, we even read an article where a soccer player had insured his mustache because he was known for that mustache. Exactly. People will cover just about anything, but when it comes to them personally, they're not thinking about. How do I cover myself for my family's future? And, my and not just in the event of death. That, that's the big thing is a lot of times when we look at insurance, we look at, oh, this is just to cover in case I die. No, we want you to make sure that you have coverage in case, like we talked about last time, you become disabled. Mm-hmm. Now we're looking at critical, chronic and terminal illnesses and injuries. So we're trying to give that holistic approach to make sure no matter what happens or comes your way in life, that you truly have coverage. You have a level of protection there that's going to take care of you or help take care of you in your time of need. I couldn't agree more. That's why we're so passionate about what we do. You look at those two boys just the other day that their bodies were pulled from Smith Mountain Lake here in Virginia. Because their boat capsized, 20 and 21 years old. They went out fishing. Did they expect for this to happen? But if they would have made it back and say that, just for instance, say that one of them sustained a brain injury from the boat flipping over or from them bringing him back, if they would have been able to do that, he would have been able to qualify for a critical injury. A lot of times we talk about when a situation like this does happen, there's so many variables going on with the family. They're already in a high stress situation. The worst thing can happen is, I don't know whether I have enough money to be able to, my child who is on life support right now, 
Where am I going to get the money? As a parent, we'll do anything for our children, but it is a tremendous burden that when we don't have something like this in place. There you go, right back to the GoFundMe page. This helps eliminate and not have to depend on donations from circle of friends, your family. Now you're self-sufficient and protected to know that no matter what, you're not going to have to depend on somebody else. We've talked about what living benefits are, how you can qualify for them. My question to you is, since we know all of that information, how quickly can we get paid? That is going to depend a lot upon the provider, the stipulations within the policy. But most policies are going to have an elimination period, whether it's 30, 60, or 90 days. It might be more depending on what guidelines are set forth in your policy. Because sometimes we'll have something that's very traumatic and serious, but after 90 days or so, we're starting to recover and it's not going to be so bad. And with that, there are also things called limitations. What can you tell us about the limitations that we can find within a policy? A lot of times the carriers have those limitations in place because, of course, a terminal illness, you want to be able to access 100% of the value of that policy at that time that you're diagnosed. With critical and chronic illnesses, their life expectancy is a little bit longer than the terminal. So the carriers look at that as you don't need 100% right up front. You're able to access anywhere, depending on the carrier, between 25 and 75% of the value at the time of your diagnosis. When we look at the ways for you to use the money, do we ever tell anybody how they should use their money? Absolutely not. The money is there for you to use pretty much any way you want. You can use it for income replacement, to pay off bills for medical expenses. What are some other ways you could think of? A lot of people just don't want to go through those treatments, don't want to go through living on a machine. They want to take their last hurrah. And we're not here to judge you. We're not here to say, oh, no, you can't use it for that. You use it as you see fit to live your life as comfortably as you possibly can and in any way, shape, or form to pay off any debt if you so desire. We're here to help you understand the bigger picture and how to make the best of where you are and where you want to be in your future. We like knowing the comfort and security that if something unexpected happens, we have things in place that are going to protect our family, ourselves, and our future. And with that, we're going to go into something a little bit different next week. We're going to look at term policies and how to use them to our best advantage. You know, it could be anything from understanding how they're constructed, how they benefit us, best situations in which to use them, and how we can make them work for us in the long run and not lose everything we put into them.
So Ashley, why don't you tell everybody how they can find out more about us and where they can find us? Well, I would be happy to. If you're looking to get more information or find out how we can help you put a plan in place, please visit our website at www.ymyl, so Yankee Mary, Yankee Lima, .com, and there is a contact form there. Also, you want to follow us on your favorite podcasting platform and on YouTube. Please feel free to like, comment, share, and of course, rate us. And until next week, we appreciate you taking the time to listen to us. Have a great day. Also, remember to look us up in our Facebook group, which is Your Money, Your Life, Controlled by You. We look forward to seeing you there. Have questions, ask, and join our community. It doesn't matter where you are in life at this moment. We're here to help. If you are a college student, just starting your career or your family, even a seasoned CEO, and everything in between. Helping educate you and putting customized plans and strategies in place is our specialty. Giving you the ability to control your finances now and protect your assets for the future. Don't miss our next episode, where we will be discussing term life insurance, truly what it is and how you can benefit from it. Click the link in our bio to visit our website to learn more and request more information. Make sure you don't miss an episode. Click subscribe to get notifications of what's coming next. Make sure you like this video and subscribe.